Hello and welcome to the Jesus Rewind podcast. My name is Alexis. Thank you so much for joining. Um, Today we're going to be continuing in our study of the book of Luke in the New Testament. Um, Last time we studied the first chapter, um, verses 20, or verse 1 to 25, and now we're going to be continuing on in the story. Um, Today we're going to be reading verses 26 to 38. Um, In my version of the Bible, um, the New International Version, the NIV, this section is titled, The Birth of Jesus Foretold. So today we get to learn about the prophecy of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, to his mother and um, earthly father, um, Mary and Joseph. And so, if you guys are ready, please turn to Luke chapter 1, verse 26, and we're going to begin reading in there, and again, finish in verse 38. Verse 26 starts off, um, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to his son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34 um, is Mary's response. She says, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Let's pray. Um, Dear Father, God Almighty, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, allotting this time to study your word um, about Jesus and um, his parents here on earth. Thank you so much, Lord God, for sending your son down here um, for our salvation. Um, Please, Lord God, speak through me and use me to teach your word. And please, Lord God, help to clarify anything that is um, unclear. And please, Lord God, just help me to speak your word to um, all your believers and please Lord God help them to receive it and be open to it and recognize your love and your um, ability to work miracles Lord God and that you are a promise keeper. Thank you so much um, for this time in Jesus almighty name. Amen. All right so going back to the first verses of this section um, 26 to 27 Um, It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And so, 
if you guys remember from the last study, um, we went over Zachariah and Elizabeth, which were the parents of John the Baptist, which was going to be um, their son who was going to prophesy about Jesus' life. And so um, now Elizabeth is six months pregnant and the same angel that came to Zachariah before he went and um, wasn't able to speak for his um, preaching in the temple um, is the same angel that is now coming to Mary, um, Virgin Mary, who um, is engaged to Joseph. And so um, Joseph and Mary, they were engaged, they were in um, the early stages of their engagement to be married, and they were um, not the richest people. They were um, of pretty low status. They were um, kind of poor, and um, so to contrast with Zachariah and Elizabeth, um, Zachariah was a priest, and Elizabeth um they both were kind of highly regarded and they had high status and now we're going to a couple that maybe wasn't the highest regarded they um were faithful though it says in scripture and um these couples were both blessed with a very favored um prophecy of a son coming and so um Moving on to Gabriel's prophecy in verse 28, um, Gabriel says to Mary, um, Greetings you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And so these words are words that I'm sure any believer of Jesus would love to hear from an angel coming to them. Um, It is something that we all would love to be, highly favored by God, um, to know that God is with us in everything. And it's something that as um, believers, you can know that if you are his believer, you are favored in his kingdom. God is with you wherever you go. And so, um, again, as an angel, people weren't very um, fond of seeing them because it kind of meant you were in trouble or something was wrong. And so Mary's response um, was that she was troubled, verse 29, and... um, she was wondering what kind of greeting this might be because Gabriel was saying something that was um, seemed to be good, but again, seeing an angel was not something um, at their time that was great to see. And so um, she was kind of troubled at seeing him. And so Gabriel had to warn her again, like um, in the first study, um, Gabriel had to warn Zachariah, don't be afraid. And he says the same to Mary. And he says that he, she has found favor with God. And he goes on to prophesy about um, her conceiving a son. And she sa- he says, you'll conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. And at the time, um, since this is a translation, um, Jesus doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's a translation from the name Yeshua, which means salvation. And <clears throat> as we know, um, Jesus is going to be our only chance at salvation. He is our redeemer. Um, Gabriel says he will be great and he'll be called the son of God, the most high. And so as we know, um, Jesus is going to be the greatest savior, the greatest deliverer, conqueror, liberator to ever live. And so um, obviously it's a very fitting name for Jesus. 
and um, it is God coming down in the flesh, and he's going to be birthed through a virgin, um, and Gabriel's quoting um, a prophecy that was from Isaiah 7, verse 14, um, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and so Mary was close to the scripture um, at the time, I'm sure she knew um, what prophecy he was referencing, and so um, that's where it was from, she was familiar with the word, um, with the word of God, and um, Gabriel goes on to explain further the prophecy, and um, he says, The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And so um, what this means is that he is quoting from Second Samuel um, chapter 7 in verses 12 to 16, um, God is making a covenant with David, um, who was a king of the time, um, very favored by um, God. Um, and God made a covenant with him, saying that his line will be established forever. And um, it was prophesied that there, his kingdom will never have an end. And so this is what it means. It's being fulfilled now with Gabriel's words, and it's going to be fulfilled with actions um, when the Holy Spirit comes on to Mary, and she gives birth to Jesus, the Son of God. And through Jesus, we are all God's children. And so that is how his kingdom will never end. And um, so Mary understands what Gabriel is saying, but she is wondering how this will be, verse 34, um, because she is a virgin. And so to contrast with Zachariah's um, response to Gabriel, um, his response when Gabriel tells him that Elizabeth, his wife, would conceive a son, is skeptical because they are pretty old. Again, they were in their um, upper 60s. And so to conceive a son in their old age, um, he was very doubtful and he was skeptical. And so um, it's important to note that Mary's question was not doubtful. It was more, um, she was more curious and she just wanted to understand. She was seeking understanding while Zachariah was more skeptical, more doubtful. And um, it's just an important thing to note when studying this. And so the angel's response wasn't negative like it was with Zachariah. And the angel provided her with clarification. Um, of course, she would need clarification to understand how she would give birth without um, ever having known a man. Um, and so Gabriel answered her that the Holy Spirit would come onto her and would overshadow her. And the Holy One is going to be called the Son of God. And um, not only does he provide her with clarification, but he also um, kind of gives her... A little bit of reassurance by saying that her cousin, her relative um, Elizabeth, is going to give birth to a child even though she's very old. And so um, Gabriel understands that this is something that has never been done, um, something that is impossible um, in a worldly sense. And so he provides her clarification, he provides her reassurance because her response was not doubtful, it was more seeking understanding. And so, um, with all of this, Mary is faithful. She, um, was in a very tough spot. This was a very inconvenient and even dangerous time for her 
to become pregnant because she could have been accused of adultery. Like I said, um, she was only engaged to Joseph, so they had never um, had sex. They, she was supposed to have never known a man. Um, for her to be pregnant would have automatically meant that she had cheated and she was an adulterer. And so this pregnancy could have cost her her fiance Joseph, her reputation, and even her life. Um, the cost of adultery was um, death. Um, she could have been stoned at this time. And knowing all of this, um, she was honored. She thought of this as a gift. Um, and it was a gift. It was a great miracle um, for her to be the mother of the Son of God. It was an incredible, incredible gift. Um, however, from an outsider's point of view, it would be not so much a gift. It would probably be a burden for some people. They would say, oh, maybe could you wait until me and Joseph are pregnant, um, or married, I mean. Could you wait until um, I have other children by him? Um, the timing of it was very, very inconvenient and dangerous for Mary. But instead of responding with, um, in a negative way, in a doubtful way, in a skeptical way, or um, even denying it, she receives it as a gift that it is. And she sees it as an extreme blessing. And um, it's important just to understand that God's will is higher than ours. And um, his timing is more important than ours, um, his blessings will come no matter the inconvenience of the time, his blessings will come when he needs them to happen, and um, this being his son, obviously the timing was very crucial, um, she understands the um, importance of this blessing to be, in this prophecy to be fulfilled, and so she responds in a very positive way, which I'm sure is how God wants us to respond to every word from him. And um, this brings me to my next point um, in verse 37, after Gabriel provides her with the reassurance of telling her about her relative conceiving in her old age, um, he says, for no, for no word of God, no word from God will ever fail. And so, again, God is a promise keeper. He has and he never will go back on his word. Um, everything that he says has come to pass. Everything that he has prophesied in his word will come to pass. And um, everything that he says will be fulfilled in his time to bring glory to his name. Um, he created everything. And everything that he says will happen. And um, again, just going off of the first study, um, regardless of our participation, regardless of our faith in him, he is going to make them to come to pass. And um, it's important for us to be willing to receive his prophecies or um, clarification over our lives, um, timing, um, blessings, anything that he says to us. It's more important for us to be willing to trust and have faith in him more than it is for us to um, have all the understanding and um, understand everything that's going to happen and why and how and um, when it's more important for us to know that God is saying something for our lives, over our lives, and it's important for us to be willing participants and to just have faith in him and to know that he'll protect us regardless of um, the people or forces in this world. And so 
Mary's response, again, um, is positive. She receives it as a blessing. She says, I am the Lord's servant, verse 38. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left. And so Mary's response is perfect. Of course, um, God chose a faithful woman, um, a faithful believer to fulfill this incredible prophecy um, through. And she responds with humility. Um, She says, I'm the Lord's servant. She says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Um, She doesn't question any further. Um, Everything that Gabriel told her was enough. Um, Just that she would have this incredible um, blessing and prophecy over her life and her family's life um, was enough for her. She responds that I'm a willing servant. Um, Anything you say, hopefully it's fulfilled, you know? And so the first takeaway from this study um, is humility to accept God's word and will over our lives humbly and um, also a a desire to be highly favored by God and ready and willing to serve even with or in uncertain circumstances and to be put in potentially highly criticized positions. Um, In the word, God says um, we are a peculiar people. Um, People are going to hate us. People don't necessarily like Christians and it makes people uncomfortable to um, be around people of faith. Um, But it shouldn't matter to us if God is telling us um, it's time to do what he's called us for, to fulfill his destiny, to use the gifts and um, positions that we're in to preach his word, to speak um, over people, then we must do it. We must be willing and um, ready to serve him even when we're uncertain, even if it puts us in tough spots, um, our desire to um, serve God should be higher um, than to serve ourselves and to be comfortable in this world. Um, and another takeaway is God's will over our own. Um, he wants us to be willing participants. Participants. He doesn't want us to put to be uncomfortable necessarily, but he knows that it will grow our faith. It, he knows that it will sharpen us. And so as much as he wants us to be willing, that's not necessarily the case. Again, referencing um, Zach, Zachariah in the first study. But um, luckily in this case, um, Mary was willing, even though she was in a very, very criticized position to be pregnant before she was married. Um, she was willing. Um, because it was God's plan and she knew that it needed to be fulfilled and she um, desired it to be fulfilled just as much as he wanted it to be fulfilled and so that should be our attitude towards um, God's plans for our lives which is to disciple to be a witness for him Um, and lastly the last takeaway is no word from God will ever fail and so this is something that we have to remember Everything God says um, will happen. It will come to pass. God is a promise keeper. He has never failed yet. He never will. Um, And just understand that. God has his hand over you. God is watching over you. Um, God will take care of it. He is the greatest deliverer, greatest savior. um, And he will provide. He is an enabler as well. If he tells you something is going to happen in your life, He will enable you to fulfill it. All you have to do is walk out on faith and trust him. He's never failed. He's a promise keeper. And um, that wraps up the study. Um, 
I have a couple questions um, that I wanted to leave you guys with um, from this study. And so the first one is, if God told you he was going to bless you, but it would come with dangerous or inconvenient circumstances, how would you respond? Um, Sometimes blessings, they come with a fine print. But um, it's all for God's glory and all for God's will. So um, I want you guys to think about how you would respond if God asked you to do something that could be dangerous, could be an inconvenience to you. Um, How would you respond? And if your answer is negatively or um, unwillingly, um, try to see if you can pray to God and have more faith in him to um, fulfill his word in you. Um, And the second question is, when is the last time you responded to God in faith and walked into your calling without all of the answers? Um, A lot of times God tells us to do things and sometimes they're unclear. Sometimes we don't have all the answers and sometimes God intends for it to be that way. He doesn't need us to have all the answers. Sometimes he just points us in the direction. And so when was the last time you responded in faith rather than doubt, rather than questioning him? um, And how can you do that more? Um, I want you all to be fearless in following God. Again, he has never failed and he never will. Um, Thanks so much for joining um, this study. Um, Next week, we're going to pick back up in 39 and um, go from there. Um, I hope you guys have a blessed week and continue to have faith in God and walk out on faith.